stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you. Well, Donald Trump's time as president of the United States will uh, soon be coming to an end. But Trumpism itself, or Donald Trump's grip on the Republican Party, that might be a different story. And so there's, there's a lot of fallout, I think, to, to come from this election result. But the objective uh, of ending his time in office, electing Joe Biden, appears to have been successful, as we can now refer to Joe Biden, uh, former vice president, as now the president-elect. Someone who's been uh, actively involved in all of this, uh, and I'm sure has uh, enjoyed maybe a sip of champagne since, uh, since Saturday, is uh, Rick Wilson. He is a two-time New York Times best-selling author, co-founder of The Lincoln Project. Rick, so great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad you can make some time for us. I mean, it's interesting, all the months of hearing, Rick, that, uh, you know, the, the never-Trump conservatives, the conservatives and Republicans who, who never right. got on board with Trump, that you guys were irrelevant. You guys were a non-factor, and yet they couldn't stop talking about you. They couldn't stop blaming you, and I suppose they're, they're going to keep on blaming you. Well, they still can't, Rob. They are obsessed about the... The fact that the Never Trump movement, the Lincoln Project, are that many other groups came together and many other groups decided they were going to make a stand against this president and they were going to speak out. And it, it bothered them tremendously. It bothered them in ways that, that, that no one could have imagined before, because this is a president who wanted pure obedience and strict obedience to himself. At all times, and so because of that, because of that, he ended up um, surprised that anyone could oppose him, and shocked that there was a that there was a, a, an organized movement that raised eighty million dollars to to push up against him in key swing states. And so here we are. Um, he is defeated. He is in that category, as my southern grandmother used to say, he's dead, but he's too dumb to lay down. Um, <laughs> And and because of that, he's he's going to be frustrated for a long time to come because nothing nothing about his presidency has ended the way he thought it would end. Right. So where, where does that leave things then for the next couple of months here? If he refuses to concede, if he looks to, you know, make this transition as difficult as possible, encouraging his right. allies he's to do the same. Well, and he's firing the he's firing Christopher Ray. He's firing um, he's firing Mike Esper. He's firing all of the all of the intelligence people that have somehow in his mind crossed him. He has got a situation now where where he believes that that maximum vengeance for him in the last two months is the political course that will validate him in some fundamental way, and. And because of that, I'm going to do these things as aggressively and as nastily as possible uh, until such time as he uh, is, is expelled from office. Do you foresee him running again for president? Do you, do you see him he trying well to have, remain? Yeah. He may well. He may well. Um, he may well run again. He, if he, if he does, I think it's um, an even further death knell for the Republican Party. 
and and if he does, I think it's a consequential and and terrible outcome for him because his his cult will stick with him. The rest of the GOP will have to move on. And what you're going to see, I think, is a really cataclysmic shockwave travel through the GOP of how do you handle a guy who at that point will be in his 80s, who at that point will be probably convicted of bank and tax fraud, but who will still have complete command over a base of several million fanatical followers who could make the difference in a Republican primary electorate, uh, either during the presidential race or during, or during other races, that, that his endorsement or his support might become an important element of it. In terms of the, the president-elect, and, you know, in, in hindsight, the idea of a, a moderate centrist, somebody who could build a coalition, somebody who could attract independents and Republicans and conservatives, th- this really seems vindicated. Certainly the idea that a lot of progressives in the Democrat Party had about Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren needing to be the, the standard bearer, certainly right. the, the decision to nominate Joe Biden and approach it that way has, has very much been vindicated, hasn't it? It has. Look, and I say this a lot. America is a largely center country. Um, yes, there are coastal communities that are quite blue. There are central and southern communities that are extraordinarily red. But the, the majority of the country, not only in the primary, but in, but, in, but in the general election and in general, they believe that Joe Biden represents a kind of return to normalcy a kind of a, of a return to, as you said, a sort of centrist candidate. Um, and, and that's really where the country is at politically in ways that I, can, that I, that I think are very important to understand um, for, for the purposes of, of understanding this election and what the future of the country looks like in the coming election cycles. And I think the idea of, of a moderate Democratic president, uh, a slightly Republican Senate, and ensures some moderation. But there is that question about the Republican Party. And, you know, for someone like yourself, could you see going back to the Republican Party? Is, is it beyond redemption? Has Trump co-opted it too much? I, 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 I think that, that, that Donald Trump has polluted the Republican Party and broken it in a very fundamental way. I don't really see a way to go back to the Republican Party as it is constituted right now, because what it's become is basically a cheering section for Donald Trump. There's not really an ideological underpinning to it, either from a philosophy of governance or from fiscal conservatism or from from social propriety or from you know, strong defense or rule of law or adherence to the Constitution. It's all about, do you love Donald Trump? Or are you loyal to Donald Trump? And, and look, in some ways, in some ways, if, if the party wants to choose that path, you know, that is their prerogative. But I can't be a part of something like that. And my colleagues and I have decided we can't be a part of something like that. So what is the, uh, the, the next step for Project Lincoln here? Well, we're going into the Georgia U.S. Senate races uh, starting this week. Uh, we're going to be pushing back against uh, Kelly Loeffler, who is a QAnon-adjacent uh, Republican candidate. And, uh, and David Perdue, who is a more sort of bog-standard Republican. But in both cases, they represent people who enabled and empowered Donald Trump and who would put uh, Mitch McConnell in a position 
to harm the state of Georgia at a time when, you know, when, it, when Joe Biden is going to need a Senate uh, that can be helpful to him and a Senate that can, that, can, that can be part of COVID recovery and part of economic recovery. Uh, and Mitch McConnell has said quite clearly he has no interest in doing so. So we'll be there next, and then we'll be around in the 2022 cycle to work against uh, some Trump enablers in the Senate and the House, uh, possibly a couple of governor's offices. Um, but our goal, as we set out in our initial statement uh, back in December of last year, um, we believe that we have to defeat Donald Trump, and but we also have to defeat Trumpism and the enablers of Trumpism. We think it's a pernicious philosophy that needs a response that is sustained and vigorous. You know, just as an aside, you mentioned QAnon. I mean, you were supposed to have been indicted and shipped off to Gitmo several times now. You know, I, um, I need some time at the beach. I can't <laughs> understand why they won't send me to Gitmo. <laughs> what becomes of this, you know, it's almost like a cult within a cult because it obviously wasn't supposed to go this way for them. AFK Jr. was going to sweep onto the scene because right. they thought he was, was going to secretly come back from the, from the dead and save Donald Trump. Uh, I think QAnon is both a tragedy. Uh, it's a combination of tragedy and, and, and irony at this point. It's tragic because no one in Trump's world recognizes the degree to which they became defined by this cult. And the cult never understood that just support of Trump uh, on their part and his support of them didn't make the things they believed any more real or tangible. It, it really is a sad and, 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 and pitiful kind of environment. Um, and unfortunately, it has taken over the brains of many, many millions of Americans. Some interesting days and weeks ahead. Uh, we'll let people know uh, your latest book. It's called Running Against the Devil, A Plot to Save America from Trump and Democrats from Themselves. Uh, and also uh, more on the uh, Lincoln Project at lincolnproject.us. Rick, uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here this afternoon. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Uh, that is uh, former Republican strategist, uh, New York Times bestselling author, Lincoln Project co-founder Rick Wilson. His website, therickwilson.com, and as mentioned, lincolnproject.us. So, yeah, I mean, these were people who stood up early on and said, you know, we're conservatives, Republicans. We just can't get behind this guy. And, you know, and I think a lot of them paid a considerable price. There, there's no room for that kind of dissent within Donald Trump's Republican Party. But if Donald Trump's not the president anymore, then does that lessen his grip on the Republican Party? That's going to be interesting to see. And there is a possibility, I wouldn't discount it that you, you could possibly see a, a bit of a splinter, which I suppose would bode well for Democrats. But um, yeah, where, where does the Republican Party go from here? And you know, for that matter, I guess the question is, where does Donald Trump go from here? It would be easy to envision him lending his name, his brand to some kind of media endeavor, Trump TV, uh, as a way maybe of getting revenge on, on Fox or just asserting him on, on that side of things, more in the conservative media realm. The idea of him running for president again isn't isn't outside the realm of possibility either. Uh, and so I think whatever he chooses to do, and I mean, it's certainly going to have an impact on where the Republican Party goes. All right. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.